Daily lectionary comments for July the 22nd. We'll look at 1 Samuel chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, a continuation of what happened after the ark was captured by the Philistines. And then Acts chapter 18, beginning at verse 1. Right, 1 Samuel chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Um, this episode is a little reminiscent of God's dealings with the Egyptians when uh, Israel was still enslaved there. Um, the, the account of the 10 plagues, for example, is not just an account of God ratcheting up uh, pressure on Pharaoh, but it is also there's a whole bunch of stuff in those 10 plagues that indicate that God is humiliating the, the gods that the Egyptians worshipped. And so what we have in this case here, the Philistines captured the ark. But rather than the Philistines gaining control of the Israelite God, which would have been sort of the pagan idea that the Philistines would have assumed, they have now captured Israel's God, so he's now going to fight for them. But it turns out that you just can't capture God like that. And instead, God uses this as an opportunity personally to humiliate the, uh, the God that, that, uh, that the Philistines were worshiping Dagon, and then also to like like how God punished the Egyptians, God will also punish the Philistines as well. They'll get boils and all this kind of stuff. They'll suffer greatly. In fact, the, the first town that the that the uh, Ark is brought to is Ashdod. That's one of five uh, uh, Philistine cities. Uh, they they finally have had enough with the boils and all of that, so uh, they they sent it away and. Uh, they send it to Gath, second of the five cities, and then the people of Gath can't take it anymore, so they send it to Ekron, a third of the five cities. And finally, they realize they just don't want this thing at all. We need to send it back. Um, they gather their soothsayers and diviners in order to tell them how to do this. And of course, all of this is all of this is great comedy. You understand, from the point of view of you know seeing how uh, the, the Philistines are dealing with the Israelite God in their pagan ways, and it's completely ridiculous. They send uh, the ark back, uh, you know, on a cart with a couple of cows pulling it along. Uh, and uh, they watch to make sure that it makes its way to the people of Beth Shemesh. And, uh, and so Israel receives the, uh, the ark of the covenant back again, very, very joyful. It turns out that the people of Beth Shemesh uh, uh, weren't too happy to have uh, the uh, ark nearby either. It's not that they started to get boils and all of that, but the text lets us know that some of the some of the people there, although they are Israelites, are gazing upon this ark in in ways that they were not permitted to do. Uh, maybe some of them touched it, who knows what. But at any rate, they just decided this thing was too dangerous to have around, so um, uh, they uh, uh, they arranged to have it sent off to Kiriath Kiriath Jerium, I think, and um, which is interesting. It doesn't go back to Shiloh. I mentioned that in yesterday's devotion. Uh, Shiloh may very well have been destroyed at the same, in the same battle in which uh, the ark was, was captured and, and Eli died. Uh, but if it wasn't, they might have just decided not to send it back there because the whole place had been contaminated by, by Eli and his sons and their behavior. We don't know. Shiloh did end up being destroyed. At any rate, we, we also have a little foretaste of what's going to happen with David later on. David's going to want the ark to come to Jerusalem where he's going to build uh, the, the temple. But uh, uh, when uh, Uriah the Hittite touches it, uh, when Uriah the Hittite, 
his name was Uriah, I believe. Anyway, he touches the ark as it's being uh, transported. He drops over dead. And David decides he didn't want to have that thing anywhere near him. So he, he doesn't bring it into his own house. He sends it on down the way to stay in another man's house. It's more, more humor, yes, but it's also, uh, it's also telling you something about uh, how uh, the, the respect for the presence of God and the holiness of God must be maintained, uh, even by uh, believers. Unbelievers, of course, can't and won't uh, respect uh, the holiness of God, but believers must uh, respect the holiness of God and the holiness of God and the presence of God are the very thing which this ark is about. So at any rate, the, uh, the ark is returned and uh, this episode is now over. And uh, so we will move on to the next, uh, 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 next part of First uh, Samuel. A couple of things interesting about today's devotion is actually not in today's devotion. They, they are things that were left out First, you will note that uh, we were in Acts chapter 16, and now we're in Acts chapter 18. So we skipped Acts chapter 17, which is a little bit surprising to me, because that, that's, a, that's a really interesting chapter. Um, so I'm not sure why they skipped it, but they did. And, and so I, I would encourage you to go back and read Acts chapter 17. You'll see that uh, Paul and Silas go to Thessalonica. Uh, where they go into the synagogue and then wear out their welcome there and get kicked out and then uh, go to Berea. And it says the Bereans were more noble character. They listened to what Paul and Silas had to say uh, until some Jews came from Thessalonica and started making trouble there also. Finally, uh, uh, Paul leaves um, uh, Silas there uh, in Berea and he goes and Paul goes down to Athens and in Athens, he preaches a wonderful ser- uh, sermon at the Areopagus. And none of this is in your, uh, none of this is in the devotion today, but it's a very fascinating um, sermon. Uh, it's in, and, and it illustrates how the gospel was preached in these very early days to uh, Greek philosophers. It's what you really had there. And so it's a very erudite little um, little sermon, and it gives you kind of an idea of how the apostles were attacking the problem of how do we preach the God of Moses to people who've never heard of Moses. Um, so anyway, go back and read uh, chapter 17. I'd certainly encourage that. Uh, it, it's, it's worth your while. So that's one thing that you don't see here. Um, a second thing that you don't see here, uh, you would never know that um, be, between verse 11 and verse 23, there's a, a break there, and uh, what happens between that break is the end of the second missionary journey and the beginning of the third missionary journey. During that time, Paul goes back to Antioch and, uh, and to report to them, just like he did after the first missionary journey, and then right away sets out uh, through Galatia and all that, uh, and, and he ends up going to Ephesus. So that's, that's the third missionary journey. We're starting the third missionary journey, which you couldn't tell by looking at this, so I'm telling you that at no extra charge. Now, uh, the bulk of this uh, of this particular uh, devotion today is dealing with Paul in Corinth. Corinth was a leading city in Achaia, what we call Greece. And Paul, it, it says here, he spent about a year and a half there uh, in um, in Corinth. And and uh, so when you think about the second missionary journey, um, you should probably think that uh, of Corinth and and Paul spending most of his time there. 
Now then, uh, we see that the last part of this devotion, we're introduced to Ephesus and, and Apollos is preaching in Ephesus. Why this is important is because on the third missionary journey, which Paul has just begun on, which you couldn't tell by reading this, Paul will land in Ephesus. And it says, uh, when we get there, we'll see that he stays in Ephesus two years. So the third missionary journey, I want you to think of Ephesus. Ephesus was a leading city in Asia Minor, or, or Turkey. It's on the, uh, the, the um, western coast of Turkey. It shows you that the apostles were developing congregations and visiting congregations in, in strategic locations. They weren't just you know, sort of randomly wandering through the ancient world, but they were choosing leading cities. And then there would be a lot of smaller congregations that would be uh, set up in the, in the smaller towns roundabout. Uh, in both in the case of of, um, of Corinth and also in the case of Ephesus. Also, uh, just for your for your information, um, the letters of First and Second Corinthians were uh, almost certainly written by Paul when he was in Ephesus. So on the third missionary journey, he receives an emissary from uh, his old congregation in Corinth, who find him out in Ephesus and with a series of questions. And so Paul, who is now ministering in Ephesus, writes back to them two different letters, uh, first and second Corinthians. So you can see that he is keeping up with his old congregations, not only by passing through them again, but also by occasionally writing letters to them. Some of these letters we still have and we read. He will later write to Ephesus. Uh, in fact, that letter will be kind of a circular letter that will go to Ephesus and all the other congregations round about uh, Ephesus. So anyway, uh, that's about all I'm going to say about this particular devotion. Uh, Apollos and, and him not understanding about the, the uh, baptism of John is interesting, uh, but I don't have time to go into that. Only to note uh, that uh, he was preaching wonderfully and doing a great job for the kingdom of God. Uh, and yet because of that misunderstanding, uh, Aquila and Priscilla took him aside privately and, and taught him the way more adequately, it says, so that he could preach the full gospel. Um, and so th we see that the care and concern for the Christians in the early church for doctrine was, was very real, just like it is today. Anyway, we'll, we'll take up more of Paul in, uh, in Ephesus tomorrow.